What's up, everybody? You now tune in to the Hey Now podcast. Hey now. Pop Hater 420. Yeah. Big baby. Huh. Huh. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. I've been having conversations with a bunch of nobodies, and you could tell them what's the topic. They're going to talk about it. And they hit from every angle. Swings just like Honda. My team steady winning with no championships. You like Wesley Johnson when I handle a shit. My chain's on in the dark. It look like candles is lit. I make all the plays. I do not ride the bench. My efficiencies, 100%. I get paid to talk to Jazz. I'm worth for Donovan Mitch. <laughs> you see all this fashion like Odell with the kicks. Dance moves a Brona. Hit like Bronze Bomber. <laughs> Dame Miller, don't want to switch up the clip. And I must protect this house like Curry is at his crib. <laughs> Big baby buzzing like Kimber Walker. Shorty had a jump man's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Yeah. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. My I dog. said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Yeah. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. What's up, everybody? You're now tuned in to the Hey Now Podcast. And on this episode, we got the pleasure of having Curtis Kelly, one of New York City's top basketball players in the city and in the country. Went to one of the famous high schools, you know, Rice High School, you know, out in Harlem, New York. Um, And Curtis Kelly, man, he's a great story. The reason why he was a great story is because, you know, like I said, he was one of the best, you know, out the city, you know, and in the country. And he decided to go to UConn. Now, at UConn, things didn't work out as planned, you know. And he decided to transfer to Kansas State. And, damn, Kirk could have just said, fuck it, you know. Um, He could have gave up, you know. But he did it. You know, he found out that the atmosphere he was in really wasn't his type of atmosphere. You know, he took control of his destiny, you know. And he left. You know, the outcome of that, it became, you know, he's a college graduate and he's been able to play professional, you know, all throughout the world, you know, while getting paid for it. And, you know, the message he had, you know, for the youth coming up, I think it's something that's needed and something that's very appreciated. And once again, I'm just glad that he took time out his schedule to come kick it with us, share his knowledge and just have conversations with us, man. So tune in, lock in. It's Curtis Kelly. Let's get to it. It's the Hey Now Podcast. Hey Now. What's up, everybody? You now tune in to the Hey Now Podcast. A conversation with a bunch of nobodies, episode 10. It's your boy, Kev. Uh, go down the line. You got it on this. Kirk Kelly, you're... <laughs> Jennings, beloved. beloved. Shaq here. Uh, also, I want to give a, a little special shout out, you know, to the fans that we got. <clears throat> my man, uh, Feet, Black Feet from the Heights. It's my ball guy. Right? If you play ball, you know who the fuck is Black Feet. Uh, James, Feldin, Drake, Shane Badiage. James, Shane Badiage, Feldin is in the building. Fresh off a chip. You hear me? Fresh off. That's Ring the bell one time for my man. Shout out to my man Trot. You know, he ain't show me love the first time, but you know, he came through. And he's wearing that Just a Kid. <laughs> you feel yeah, me? You know? Shout out to Just a Kid. Shout out my man Ant. You know, that's my guy. 
feel me? Came back with some muscle. That's Shout out man. to Drew. Shout out to Drew. Fame NYC, man. All day. Uh, all day. Cut the check. So, uh, we're going to start off a little different. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, I kind of created this was kind of like to have a platform to talk about certain things that I normally talk with my friends and shit. So, one of the things that I actually want to talk about, we started as the youth and um, kind of like the direction that they're going to. The reason why I say the youth is because I work, you know, with kids, you know, with Jennings. And um, recently I had uh, one of my students got uh, got shot and killed. Mm. And um, I actually went um, and saw him in the hospital when he had the coma. Um, I was going to go back to the hospital and uh, that's when his mother told me that he passed away. <clears throat> And then, uh, to top of that, we had uh, that young rapper. Uh, XXX. XXX, Stacion. you know. Stacion, uh, said it just right. You know, that's that, that's that Haitian thing. <laughs> um, you know, and that was... Uh, that shit was crazy. I was a whack death. Shout out to Fee with the phone ringing. But, uh, yeah, man, now, it was just unfortunate. You know, I know a lot of people was... Uh, not really like trying to pay any respect, you know, because of his past. But at the end of the day, that's that's a young person, you know, and that's a young person who lost his life. Mm -hmm. So instead of you know us, you know, trying to bash, you know, the youth, um, we we gotta make a, a, a effort to really like try to connect with them and, and try to build with them because uh, we losing too many of them, you know, and um, it's just uh, an unfortunate situation. So I just wanted to start off, off with that. I don't know if any of you um, have anything to say in regards to um, <clears throat> they, the youth. I know you do. They did. They did. Uh, let's Kurt, and then we go down there and then Shaq for finishing. Well, yeah, I'm sorry for about your man. You know, sorry about your little homie that, that got killed. Um, it's the streets, you know. Streets no is sometimes dirty, and there's no love there. So it's real unfortunate that your man got killed. And with the uh, extension, I feel like with him, um, he was young, but he was such such a talent, you know. And people with that type of talent, I feel like misunderstood. Nah, like I feel like they can change people's lives. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta like. I feel like you gotta, you have to preserve guys like that. Even though he had his past, he did a couple things. But his music and the things he tried to express... He was only 22. ...was trying to save people's lives from depression and, you know, sadness, uh, suicide. Like, he was trying to, like, change the world with, with certain ideas he had about being sad and how to get over anxiety and different things. Like, he was, he was, like, smart and all that. So, I feel like kids like him, you know, that's doing something with their life and trying to better their lives, you got to preserve them. You got to protect them take a village though you know what I'm saying and it's just crazy that um, in the hood it's, it's like a crab barrel so much hate involved so much people trying to climb on top of each other that you know we get caught up in fucking around and killing somebody off of petty shit you know and it, and it shouldn't even be like that you know but rest in peace both of them man for real the youth gotta be preserved you gotta watch over and protect the youth and you gotta do it as a village for sure Right on. <clears throat> Gabby? I think it's fucked up. They did catch one of the guys already, though. Know? Yeah, right. Instagram be doing their job, boy. <laughs> the cops don't even need to do no jobs no more. They're getting paid for nothing right now. They're just getting paid to kill us right now. That's a fact. Jennings? 
<laughs> well, beloved, I got in crazy. Bro. You know what? He stopped me before I got in crazy. No, no, I share, no, I share his sentiments. Okay, beloved, I'm gonna be responsible. Okay, mm. with your young student that got killed, and you know with XXS and Stenstion, you have your Takashi Six Nines. We're a little older, so there was rules. In the streets, mm-hmm. Cold, yeah, we sure. we knew what to do, what not to do. We didn't disrespect OGs. There was no trolling, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these, a lot of these young rappers, who are trolling for attention, for likes, for views. You know, it's a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, young people need to be aware and mindful of you know what they say. Because we can all do whatever we want, but we don't have the option to pick our consequences. Mm-hmm. Life just doesn't work that way. So um, it sucks that this young person had to somewhat be a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but I hope it does invoke change in terms of how people move moving forward. You know, yeah. brother Shaps. Yeah, uh, I, I agree totally. That's basically what I was gonna say, you know. I the the youth is something that we 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 don't cherish the youth at all anymore, and it's sad that they have to learn these lessons themselves. We had we had OGs that taught us we knew the code. It, it was because people showed us the way, because as they got to a certain age, they weren't worried about themselves. They was worried about the youth. We, we live in a state where there's 40-year-old people that just care about going out and taking pictures more than they care about <laughs> their kids. You know what I'm saying? You got, 40-year-old you got, men taking selfies. That you know what I'm saying? Like we, just, we just in a time where teaching the youth is not something that, that, that is... People value? Exactly. So, you know, with, with this young man, and, and, and I hope the, the situation with your student is not, <coughs> not the same. Like, that's just a tragic loss of a student being in the street and I feel for his his family, you know what I'm saying, for having to go through that and, and you for having, you know, I know I know how that's affecting you, but for the young artists and just for all youth in general, the lesson is, you know, life is short, no matter what's, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. So cherish it and, you know, take heed because, and, and know that you you guys don't have what we had, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you right. gotta you gotta work ten times harder and, and protect yourself ten times better. That's right. Uh, I let's know. try to get a little happy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now I'm switching it up right yeah, now. I'm about to yeah, right now. Not, this shit hurt in my heart. Can we have a toast real quick? I, I meant to start it off with a toast. Okay. So one episode. Tenth episode. Tenth episode. Tenth episode. And, and shout out to and shout out to James for actually coming for the tenth episode. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he shows up for his own episode. You know, hopefully we can get him to come. You know, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we got a little water in there. Hit that water. Hit that dog real quick. Yo, shout out, Shaq. What we gonna do, Shaq? Shaq, what we gonna do, Shaq? That engineer shit. Yeah, you know we still recording, right? Yeah, yeah we, we good. Lit, man. We lit, like, we right. grown. So, uh, 
We're gonna switch it up real quick. We're gonna, we're, I'm gonna switch it up. Uh, Shout out to my man Alfredo in the building. Shout out to my man Alfredo, fresh off work too. You heard? Lit. Fresh out the barber shop. Saving lives, you hear me? Saving lives. That's what the fuck we need. Uh, so we're gonna switch it up since this is the NBA draft. Oh yeah, Gabby. Uh, Kevin Knox, welcome to New York. You no, know I really saying? don't want to talk about the Knicks. I was oh, like, yo, 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 fuck yo, the Knicks. Yeah, we talk about, about that last. Yo, yo, I actually, want, even I the crowd is out here saying fuck York. the Knicks. I live in New York, but I'm not a fan. Uh, but listen, I wanted to talk about. Uh, so Puma is back out. And uh, the last time Puma had uh, something to do with basketball was when Vince Carter Facts. came out. That was like the first. Like, like, so like, it was like nine months yeah. Yeah. Like You know what's crazy? Then he went that, to one. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? That Puma called me the other day and they wanted to sign me and I was like, yo, nah, B, I ain't even with y'all like that, B. But I do got like eight pairs of Pumas, though. Niggas ain't got time for lies real quick. So now, uh, I'm lying. I'm a, fu- I'm a fraud. So what I was going to say about Puma, Puma went and got uh, Jay-Z to be a uh, creator. Creative director Genius. of Puma. That's Genius. the that's the smartest so move made. And they also got like the first. They had uh, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, uh, also uh, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay just recently signed. And uh, my Skyler Porter. Diggins. Yeah, Porter Porter, Porter L- uh, just signed. I think it was yesterday. Now I wanted to ask you, uh, cause Curtis, cause I know when you was in Rice, and then you calling and Ken, I know. Sneakers, you know, was something that, mm-hmm. that was something mm-hmm. big, you know. Also uh, free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, even though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cash, cash, cash used to. Uh, you know the I know cash used to have the heat. You and Souls had some shaky sh- joints, but uh, my man James had all the heat. Nah, nah, James had some bullshit and hate. Nah, first, first of all, first of all, I kept my joints just fresh. Oh, you was fresh? They still I, there. I, when I wore my joints, I wore when I went out. Cash was like. He ain't care. Know, he's like, fuck it. He gonna throw them on <laughs> in the game. You know what I'm saying? So he had all, all the fires. But um, I, I, it's about money now. You know what I'm saying? Money is the the main source of it all. So it you think um, they really... The, one of the reasons why they decided to go to Puma was because maybe they was getting more money off of... I guess they was offering more money than what Nike and Adidas and uh, another... Uh, well, I think the money is probably for sure one of them. I think also the opportunity to like help a, a brand expand and have their name a part of that is another another piece. And, and also and being with Jay-Z. Yeah, and then I think, right. you know, you sit down with Jay-Z and you talk to him, you know, and he's telling you like, yo, this is what we can do. This is the opportunities and business opportunities we can get, get done. Who would say no, you know what I mean? Like... It's like meeting with Jordan. For Jordan, it's like it's like no, it's like you can't walk out of there and not say yeah, you know. But I think nowadays it's about it's a million dollar business. I don't know, you know, how the kids are in in high school anymore. You know, it used to be Under Armour, Nike, and then um, Adidas. When I was growing up, it was more Reebok. Reebok was taking care of ABCD thing. They had their mm-hmm. own lot, and then Nike. And Adidas was straight, you know. I mean, Adidas had like like a good group of guys that 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 they represented. But um, I was always a Nike kid, and um, you know, they just send me different sneakers and all that. But nowadays it's different, you know. They, they probably send a niggas fucking ten thousand in, in, in a sneaker box nowadays. Oh, oh, we, we gonna get into that. We gonna get into that. We gonna get into <laughs> that. Champ. We gonna get into that. Gabby. Uh, oh no. And I, so I was gonna ask you. So do you think that? Uh, more players are going to gravitate uh, now to like Puma because like they say they have like a Jay-Z 
um, doing like the creative decisions regarding them. So you think like more more players gonna be like, yeah, I fuck with Puma. Yeah, you know the results gonna speak for itself. If they if they come up with some fire kicks and um they 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 players that signed to them is doing well, you know, the money gonna grow. Once the money grow, then they triple the bag. It's just how it go. You know, like Under Armour. You know, Curry brought so money, much money to Under Armour. They had to throw him stupid bread. You but know nobody don't wear Under Armour regardless. And you know what's crazy? The only player you know on Under Armour that's getting it is Steph Curry. <laughs> that's it. Like, There's one more though. Nike right? got like six of them. They probably Curry, got Curry. Other, No, they got one more Under Armour. Somebody good, bro. I just can't. Football, you know? Cam Newton and yeah, Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, uh huh. Under Armour, really, I think started from like football. No, they running, started yeah from football and stuff like that. like that. So. Yeah, it's, it's um, I actually wanna, Gabby. Yes, I'm actually gonna skip you real quick. I wanna speak to Jennings regarding uh, Puma because uh, I wanna say about three, four years ago, Jennings actually <laughs> wrote a proposal for Puma for Puma basketball mm. sneakers. Did it written up? Shit, I got the shit. Like you, you have, you have it. I, I have it. I can, I can, I can, I can, high I can, level decks. High level. Show him after. Show, show, show them after. You know, that means that. No, no, no. You no. skip me and go show. No, 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 no. Because I want, I want. <laughs> No, we gotta, give context. we yeah, gotta give context. Yeah, yeah gotta context. Give context. So, so my, my view is two minutes long. No, 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 no. no. Don't worry about your view right now. We'll get back to it. Yeah, my uh, dirty, my nigga. So, Let's stop gas. So, yeah, turn up in this bitch. Yeah, so, uh, he had this whole thing uh, on Puma, like basketball, like sneakers, marketing, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought it to some people and they laughed at him. They thought they told him this was bullshit. You know, Puma will never. Uh, Step into the basketball world, like it was. Or nice. a lifestyle brand. A lifestyle brand, it's and not now. What we're doing. So, Jenny's my question is to you now that you see this that Puma's about to take over. How, how you feel about that? And let's keep this, uh, you know, to a minimum. I'll try. So Puma, I like I, Puma, I think they I like owe me money. Facts. Because mm-hmm. they have the deck. They have it. Mm-hmm. We we had an inside guy that was supposed to present. And uh, one thing I learned, have stuff in writing because corporations will take your lunch mm-hmm. and eat it. Now you understand it. Okay, so I've been upset because people have been texting me like they're teaching me something. And I'm like, you got the deck like three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe so, so creatives often have a tendency to be ahead of their time. And then, you know, corporations tend to want to stick with the status quo so they don't want to buck the system. <coughs> As for Jay-Z, Jay-Z is a black man. I'm for black and brown people mm-hmm. progressing and making decisions. But I'm a bit skeptical. I'm over 30. You're 30. Are you over 30? I'm 30. Okay, everybody's 30 or over. 88. What Jay-Z represents to us doesn't have the same representation for someone who is 16, 17, 18, or 19. I think they know better. No, Jay-Z's... For the, like with Jordan, nigga. No, yeah, no, Niggas ain't never seen this nigga play. No, for the high school kids, Jay-Z's like the cool old uncle or the cool granddad. That's a, that's a like, you know he got swag, but... All you need is the high school, though, because that's where the money is at. No, right. But the high school kids, they yeah. listen to a different... Demographic, they listen to a younger artist. But mm-hmm. all right, I feel you. So, 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 so,
to actually move product. If you notice, they haven't signed any guards. Mm. They've signed forwards or big men. Mm. Historically, no disrespect, Curtis mm. Kelly, you're a great player. I understand. Big men don't sell shoes like that. Yeah, that's a fact. Guards sell shoes. Okay? Mm. So, you have the Nike EYBL circuit. You have Adidas Gauntlet. You have the UA circuit. Do you guys think Puma is going to be able to lure a Nike kid, an Adidas kid, or a UA kid to say, yo, you know what, come play on our team? And who are they going to play? If you, if you, I think the players do well, yes. I think, think Jay-Z can well, yeah. happen. There's one thing, one thing. There's one thing you're forgetting. Jay-Z has the reputation of LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? He basically... He's seen James. him. Yeah, Our generation has yeah. seen, you know, Jay-Z walk, you know, walk LeBron James through that. And, and, and the younger generation is going to know that. I, I'm not you know saying, saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's so impossible. He got but, that. He got that. But I want to see what the rollout looks like. And you know, if, if they're trying to just bank on celebrity to sell the product, I don't necessarily believe in that. I want to see what the strategy is. Are you going to invest in AAU? Are you going to sponsor hood tournaments across the country? Are you going to have camps? What is the strategy? Gabby, we'll go, Gabby, go ahead. Let me go check. The strategy. The, oh, damn. Wait, 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 say it for me. Say it for me. No, say it for me. Say it for me. No, no, come help me. The strategy. 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 The strategy. Uh-huh. Wait, we're going to take a pause soon. The strategy to all this is people might not know Jay-Z, but you got to remember. The it, millennials. It is basketball, right? But you got to remember who else is with Jay-Z. Meek Mill. And Meek Mill adapts to the younger audience. Everybody fucks with Meek Mills. They like Meek Mills. And Meek Mills is into the basketball scene and he's into the rap scene. So he's about to grab rap basketball at the same time he he's think football. he's yeah he's thinking way ahead of basketball he got meek mills that goes to philadelphia 76ers game they see meek mills and some pumas in the philadelphia 76ers game you meek know what meek mills not with puma anymore but maybe he'll go back now he's, well, he's with rock nation with and he still wear pumas yeah and that's how they're going to grab the younger audience. They got Davies. Davies. Davies been in, in a few ads. Shout out to Harlem. Uh, all right, so now we back. Uh, we back. What I wanted uh, to talk about real quick was, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, read about that article that came out on ESPN recently about uh, Nate Robinson. Uh, Nate Robinson recently came out that he suffered a little bit of depression because of... Um, he felt that every team he went to, like, the coach was trying to control him. They was trying to, um, basically, they didn't let him be himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had a trouble, um, he had a trouble problem. He had a trouble with that. He also said how Larry Brown used to call him a, a, little, shit. a, a little, little shit. You feel me? And Coded language. You feel Coded me? Coded language. He actually went up to the lo- to the office and was like, I mean, like, I need you to, like, to stop calling me that, you know? And supposedly he was crying. And uh, Larry Brown still said... Uh, still call him a little shit. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, coming up, you know, uh, in New York City, you know, being one of the top players uh, in the city, actually number one player, big man in the city, nice. you know, it's one of the top players in the country. Did that ever, uh, did that ever, like, did that ever, in the country, you know, country, you feel me? Not, not New York, country. Uh, James want me to say that again, country. 
Um, shout out to my <laughs> man Will with the hookah. Um, <laughs> but uh, did did at one point, you know, did did some thoughts like get to you like, damn, yo, like my game is not really there, like you know, like with the coaches, did they ever like bother your game, like? What I'm trying to say is, uh, you ever get frustrated to a point that you like, you feel that you can't do like what you normally do? Yeah, I mean, the the game of basketball is mostly about confidence. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what that's what it's mostly about. If you're confident, you could do some of the most amazing things that you know your hard work and skill set allows you to do. But with with that, um, I think the coaches just be. When Nate Robinson, he was a role player, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't a starter team, he wasn't the highest paid player. So when you get to situations like that, you know, every coach gets someone or got someone that they kind of like leans their frustration or, you know, talk about. But most that that probably be the player that they like the most most of the time. You know, it just don't, the, the ego and the money or the f- talent just don't add up to the player. So I'm just talking about with Nate Robinson. With me, um... I was going to... Uh, let me jump into something real quick. Did you ever feel that way when you was at UConn with Calhoun? Yeah, every did, day. Did your confidence? Uh, yeah, every day. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do it, like, maliciously, but um, his persona and the way he is as a person, he's very demanding, and um, he, he gives it to you kind of, like, hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how Calhoun was. You know he's a genius of a coach and he's a and he's a, a great person, but some people just flip in the mold. You know what I'm saying? Like you you see people like Kevin Garnett before the game, he goes crazy, he hits his head against the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like certain people just do certain things because they persona and they and they who they are just have them do. So he was always kind of like quick at the lip, would say some of the crazy shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Like let me hear something. Let me hear something. One of the crazy, one of the craziest shit I think was um I don't remember who I think he was playing Indiana and um it was against DJ White um shout out to DJ White uh, play for Indiana but he he was actually doing well that game and I, they put me on him or whatever and he's uh, he was playing a four at the time I think and he scored like two baskets in a row so he so I just got in Calhoun subs me right out sits me down and was like so. <laughs> So is that your fuck? Is that your like your best friend? That's your that's your, that's your man. Like, like you like to suck his like. He said some crazy shit. Like I ain't go over and say. <laughs> he just said some. Yeah. Old this is the old Hey Now podcast. <laughs> Give us the unedited, <laughs> uncut version. What I, did Jim Calhoun say? I ain't even gonna ring the bell. Go Hall of Fame coach Jim Calhoun. What did he bell, say? Man, I ain't even gonna ring the bell. Say? I'm gonna let him say it. I'm gonna gonna, gonna, no. You already overseas. <laughs> you already <laughs> overseas. <laughs> Listen, right. that shit wild. Mode. I ain't gonna tarnish my man, but. He you know, wilding. he gets crazy. He gets cra- his mouth is like he gets crazy. But uh, the insecurity thing you heard him say? The wor- it's That's not that. I- like when he talk about how like how someone's doing on me or how I'm playing and he curses me out and say that wasn't the hurtful shit. The hurtful shit that really got to me was when, you know, he make you like he, he say shit to like question you, like like he'll say some shit like, um, like why did I recruit you? Like this is like mm. middle of the game. Like we we sitting down, middle of the game, like I just did something bad. He like, why did I recruit you? Like, why did I bring you here? And I'm looking at him like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So, nice. but real shit, that's how the real world is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how raw the real world is. So, if you could get over that, then 
you can get past anything. Everything else like is everything easy. is easy. You know what I'm saying? You get past someone telling you, like, why? You know, like you gotta think. At, like at that time, I probably didn't. My insecurities got a hold of me. But you probably know, like. Come on, what you mean? Why did you know you cool because I'm nice, nigga? What are you talk about? Yeah. Like, put, me back, put me back in, and I'll show you. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what they want to see. Because at the end of the day, they put you back in, and you do your thing. All of a sudden, they come up to you. Okay, yeah, what good job. Like, lately? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's it's big money when you talk about establishments like UConn, Syracuse, and big coaches like that. I think I think I think at some point. Oh, oh shit, yeah, wow. I think it's Kurt just messed the ups too, man. I think I think this at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like. The money become like they job. It's their job. You know, it's their livelihood. You know, they got family to take care of and all that. So if you ain't doing a job, you know, they gonna say whatever it takes to get the best out of you. If they recruited you and they want they want you to come to their school. It's just a part of coaching. It's just a part of different personalities. Every coach is different. Oh, you could be like me, and when the coach disrespect you, you throw they, your basketball shorts in their face. That's what you gonna do. That's what you do. Oh, I did that. To, to the Ask youth. my man. He was on my team. To the youth listening. James, that I did that. Not, that. That is not what James, I James, did I do that? Yes or no? Thank you, James, for not answering. Conversation sidetrack. So uh, now we're gonna get Shaq. into our guest, uh, <laughs> Curtis oh. Kelly. Shaq, you good? No, I'm smacked. I'm smacked. All right, just, just stay with us. We almost done. Hey now. Just, just stay hey with now. Just, just hey now. I got bars after the after the show. You already know I'm about to blow. And you're surely giving me the heavy mode. Because you know I'm about to flow. My bad, darling. All right, come on. Hey man, we gonna get into our guest, uh, Curtis Kelly, who uh, for a lot of you young ball players coming up, uh, he's a person who you should know. He was actually, like I said, the number one player in New York City, and I'm pretty sure he was a uh, number one player, number one big in the country. country. You know, um, he's a player. You know, came out of Rice High School. You know, got your zone. Um, mm. Got to play with a lot of you know interesting uh, fellas uh, coming up. Uh, sure. So we're gonna uh, dabble in a bit on, on a few things. Can I get a little um, question? First off, uh, I, we're gonna do that, but can when we get into the questions, then oh, do your thing, player. Fucking kid, yo. Straight player, <laughs> player from the hey Himalayas. Now. Hey now. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you uh, one: uh, When did you uh, get into uh, to basketball? Um, I started when I was like thirteen years old. It's funny because um. Edgar Cash and a player named Terrell McKenzie, oh, Terrell. who's OD Ter- nice. Terrell. <laughs> um, all three of them came to my seventh grade championship game for my middle school, and they came with um, with one of my coaches, Coach Dwayne. And they was recruiting me or whatever, basically, just watching over me and recruiting me. I played bad that game. They laugh about 
you know, one day we speak to Edgar and so uh, Edgar and Cash, you'll hear them laugh about the shorts I was wearing and my outfit was my like my gear was not up to par. Uh, how tall were you when you was thirteen? I don't know. I was tall though, man. I was one of like the biggest kids in my class for sure. I, I was dunk. I was dunking sh- for sure at seventh grade. Seventh grade. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even, even touch do, that net in seventh grade. I couldn't even do nothing else. I couldn't do nothing else. That's a fact. Just lay up and dunk. That's all I could do. But yeah, um, they came to recruit me or whatever, and they told me, you know, I want you, Coach Dwayne said I want you to play for the Gauchos. Edgar was dead. Cash was dead. Terrell. And um, I started to, you know, come to the practices, and then it just popped off from there. It skyrocketed after that. How was that? How was that? that? Dynamic uh, playing with uh, Sos and uh, Kashi Pratt, you know, because uh, sometimes uh, I think at one point you guys were considered uh, the three-headed monster. Pause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of like you know, it was kind of like high school big three in a sense, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how was that? It was a blessing, man. I, I wish that if one thing I regret, it would be not going to the same school with them. That would be one of the things I, if I could go back, I would probably do. And it's just because, um, you know, they just had a nice balance. The balance was just right for me, you know. My talent shined more playing playing with them too uh, and just being around them also. You know, Edgar's the workhorse. He don't get in the gym at seven in the morning. He gonna, he gonna work as hard as he can. And, you know, Edgar was a kid where he was like 5'5", five, five or some crazy shit, where he was like in eighth grade. He just shot up. I don't know if James cool, remember. He cool, shot cool, up cool, and cool. got tall, like, got tall in ninth grade. <clears throat> and he was just such a hard worker, always positive, always funny. And um, Cash was the glue, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything, I feel like everything in high school came down to Cash, you know what I'm saying? He was the one that led us. He was the one that um, kept us together. Um, he kept that unity. He was like our biggest glue. A lot of people joke on Cash and have and say, you know, why this? Why was he so respected and all this, that, and the third? But you gotta know, you gotta know basketball to know how nice he was. You know what I'm saying? Like you really gotta be like a basketball head to know how nice Cash was. The dude that could play the four through the one, and he could play the one like a point guard, and play the four like a four man. He's like the Draymond Green before Draymond, like. And he was not even that tall. He was actually skinny too. Yeah. And then more than that, he was like young and let us. Like he'll talk to us, you know, if me and Souls get into it, he'd be like, yo, both of y'all shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, y'all, y'all bugging. Like, shout out to Cash. Shout, shout out to Sheep Pratt, man. Legend. Legend is on right. Like, and he still deserved doing to be his a legend, thing, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Helping the youth. I got a few questions, but uh, Gabby, uh, I know you had something that you've been meaning to say. Thanks, What's up, Brody? Talk to yeah. me. I, right now, honestly though, I gotta remember what was I gonna <laughs> ask. So you, so you was bugging me for a question, and you that I, I should have gone right yo, there. Yo, we yeah, bent the bro. You know what I mean? I'ma think about okay. it. I'll Jenny's, be back. Jenny's, Just come uh, back. You got any uh, high school questions? You know, for, I have a few questions. Mm. Um, I'm not from New York City, but okay. I'm a basketball historian. Right. So. Growing up in Massachusetts, I followed the rankings. Mm-hmm. Who's who? Yeah. I knew you was at UConn. All right. What was your recruitment process like coming out of Rice? 
It was interesting, you know. Um, it was throwing you the bag. Did, did your run get paid yeah, for a couple months? Yeah, the bag was getting thrown. Yes, that's that's. <laughs> but we gonna so we, we get no to indictments, that. no indictments. Nah, no. but it's too it's too late. It's too late. Ten years. That ship is sailed. It's too late. It's too late. We gone. Counts out the bag, girl. Yo, for sure the bag was on the table. I mean, it came down to like who they was recruiting. Also, you know what I'm saying. At the time, my top schools was like UConn was up there. I like Texas. Um, Ooh, I really like North Carolina, but they didn't like me as much as I liked them. Mm. And uh, it was some other school, but my main joints was UConn and Texas. I fuck with them heavy, you know what I'm saying? And at the time, um, why you didn't go to Texas? I don't know, you oh, know. Uh, it was far. And me, I, I shout out to KD, man. Shout out to Kevin Durant. He signed there. He signed there first, and I didn't want to really follow with. But if I would have thought about it, how like you know what I'm saying, you think about shit like niggas could play with him, you know what I'm saying? But he was to me, he was like competition. So I was like, I'm not going where right. one of my biggest competitions is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to UConn where they was gonna bring in a lot of freshmen, like young guys, and we was gonna get it right. But so I chose UConn. Plus UConn was just close. They they they, they took care of most of my games. They was like on me. Yeah, I actually do no. remember a game uh, when y'all played up uh, in Fordham. I actually do remember uh, the drink Kong who um, Yeah, he pulled up. He pulled so, up. Yeah. yeah, he watched that joint. And I didn't even play good, but, you know, he seen attributes that was, like, astonishing to him. He's like, yo, I love your, like, pause, your length. And, you know, the way you move at your height is, like, crazy. So he, he liked me from there. So question. You go to UConn. Yes, sir. We all know you ended up at Kansas State. That's a fact. Okay, so this is a two, three prong type of question. Yeah. Okay. What Damn, made baby. you? Go ahead, you got what made you reach a point where it's like, okay, I'm leaving UConn, mm-hmm. and how did you end up at Kansas State? But before you answer that, yeah. you had a better career at Kansas State than you had. At nah, that's a fact. That's like, like triple it. But um. The, the question that came down to me was, you know, this should have, like, this basketball shit politics in a fraternity. Like, mm-hmm. you got the right connections. You could get a workout or you get pulled into anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it was like UConn, I was scared to leave that. That was the only thing I was scared to leave. I knew Jim Calhoun could put me in a place if I did decent, could put me in a place where I can go to the A. But he wanted me to wait my turn. And I wasn't with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to my man Jeff Adrian. Shout out to Jeff Adrian. Jeff Adrian, Adrian. yeah. I'm, I'm a Boston kid. Man. Yeah, he was starting yeah. four man, and Jeff was nice, you know what I'm saying? So I couldn't really play ahead of Jeff. I could play some minutes, but I wasn't gonna, they wasn't gonna start me in front of Jeff. So I had to wait my turn, like a wait my turn thing, and I wasn't with it. So, you know, one summer I sat down with my man, my coach Jules, um, <coughs> Jules Allen. And he was like, basically, like, Yo, what you want to do? You know, I got some people at K State, and they was trying to recruit me at my freshman year when Mike, Mike and Bill was there. After my freshman year, they tried to recruit me or whatever. And I told them, Nah, I'm gonna play it one more year. I'm playing my sophomore year, see how it go. And I spoke to Frank, and um, I was like, I'm with it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sign to K State off rip. But when I spoke to him, I knew that it would be other opportunities out there for me and coaches that would be feeling me, want me like him. So I just left. I was like, yo, I told Calhoun, like, I got Kimba for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not, Whoa, not like. Time out, time out, time out, time out. You said something <laughs> very, I got Kimba for you. Unpack that. What does that mean, I got Kimba for you? 
Well, you know, Kim was being recruited by UConn Heavy, and mm-hmm. um, when he came on a visit, you know, Kim would know me well, and I told Kim, I Bo- said, Rice, right? Yeah, Rice okay. family, OD. I told Kim, I said, yo, if you come here, you're going to the NBA. Like, no question, like, you're going to the NBA. You're McDonald's All-American, you come in. And then Kimba's question was, so why do you want to leave? Like, why do you want to go? And I told him, you know, it's just complications between me and Calhoun. I got to wait my turn for Jeff, and I ain't with it. Mm-hmm. But it's different for you. Like, the point guards that's, that you'll come behind is leaving. So you'll have your spotlight by your junior year. Crazy shit is. Junior, yeah, look what he happened. Killed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like everything I told Kimba, what UConn was gonna bring him happened. Okay. It just took time. I said your first year <laughs> gonna be your most shakiest year. You got AJ Price there. Mm-hmm. You got Craig Austry there. Them two, them two players is good point guards for Cal. And you had Jerome Dyson, so you had to play behind them for a little bit. But Jerome senior year was Kimba's sophomore year. Kimba started to have highlights there, like, oh, he's nice. And look, Junior Year, he take over the whole shit. It's his mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be like that, just by the way I looked at it and how much Calhoun was recruiting him. One thing I say about Calhoun, if he believe in you, he ain't going to recruit over you, though. Mm. He ain't going to do that. He going to get a talent that's talent that's going like, to take time to develop, like, like an AJ or somebody that's going to take a little minute, like a, bo- like a boat ride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a badge. Yeah, it's a badge. Yeah. Good one. You um, know what I'm saying? Switching it up. Uh, actually, so you transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you was actually the face. When it came to basketball in New York City, you was basically the face of it. Mm-hmm. So how much did that, like, fuck with you that you was actually the face of basketball in New York City? You in UConn where, you know, you're supposed to play. And then you say, fuck it, now, you know, I'm transferring, you know, uh, to Kansas State. And Frank Frank Martin, he's a, he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, you still had to deal with, you know, with some attitude and some mind games. For know? sure. So, Frank, how was that process? Um, it was tough. Um, It was tough mainly because of where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real shit. Yeah, when you say where, York, where I'm from, where exactly? New York City. Coming back to New York was like, you know, it's different from being in Yukon. You, you still that dude out there. You still, you still, mm-hmm. whoever you want, you want, you know, man, come get, fuck with me. Come on, like, yeah. you still that dude out there. But then coming home to New York, you you step out in the street ball parks, you step out anywhere. It's a, it's a New York City got such a vibe that's like. Instead you of gotta be up built here. different to come out of this shit. Like, you come home to North Carolina, something <clears> like that, or maybe even Boston. People gonna show you love just for the fact you was on TV, ESPN. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. the fuck, how many minutes you play? Yo, you play ten yeah. minutes, five minutes, yo, yo. I seen you on TV, bro. Good job. Keep it going. Like, you gonna do better? Ah, uh-uh. New York. It was like, yo, oh, you bum ass nigga. I knew you wasn't gonna be shit. You <laughs> like, like you gotta prove to me, nigga. Like. Like you ain't do shit last year, uh, you do shit, uh, like it's just, it's just, and I don't think, I always say shit about people, like I don't think certain shit be malicious. I just think it just be the energy and attitude of people. It's just New York, mm-hmm. you know City, what I'm saying? Like yeah, like they, if they're not doing good, they don't want to see you doing good. Yeah. The only niggas that want to see you doing good is the humble niggas and the niggas that is already That's doing, doing good. good. Facts. So with certain niggas, I was coming to street book it was it wasn't the same love I was getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like. I fell off. That's why when I transferred to K-State and I did my thing, it felt good to come home. I came home and played that whole summer, nigga. Like, fuck y'all talking. I went to Elite Eight. 
I killed nigga. I was like eighteen in a in a in a, in a um in a whole tournament. Like, what's up? Like, what y'all talking now? Like, so you felt a little bit of redemption? Of course, you know what I'm saying. It's, it, I, I call it the you know the sacred revenge. You know what I'm saying. Like certain people that be hating and talk about you bad, you 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 build success and then that's your revenge. You know, it's, but it's sacred. It's holy. It's not a bad revenge. It's not hurtful. You know what I'm saying. It's a revenge that I'm getting back at somebody, yeah, that you proved that that was doubting you. It was just different coming home, but that was the hardest part, coming home and dealing with what people were saying and how they felt about me, and you know what I'm saying. But I was still coming to the parks. I still did me. I'm, I've been doing that since I was 16. Coming to parks, doing me. I wasn't gonna stop. I got a couple of questions. I got one. I, I Gabby, go ahead. Cause go, be, go ahead, if, if Gabby, Gabby don't go, he gonna forget yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah, go if he don't go, 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 go ahead. Gabby, go ahead. Are you planning to play street ball this year? This I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of Pro City. For me to come out indictment and all that, it'll have to be like an in, inside like court game, like maybe a rainy day or something. Knees, and somebody right? call me, yeah, got yeah. The James Lee. Niggas got to preserve, man, like the James <laughs> Patrick Ewing, that's my man. Niggas got to preserve, man. Like, I'm trying to play some at least. 35, 36. And the way my shits is feeling right now, pause. <laughs> Nah, I can't I got, do the sh- concrete. One like. more question. You've been playing overseas for uh, a whole lot of years. Yeah, seven joints. A whole yeah. lot of years. Yeah, how does it feel, like, to have your moms, like, you know, good? Because I'm sure yeah. your moms is Gucci right yeah, now. Yeah, she Gucci. It's how does it feel uh, to just, like, like, you raised me, like, this is your turn. Like, listen, I got you. It feels good, you know. It's a process, you know. what I'm saying like niggas ain't millionaires, you know. So you gotta you gotta be smart, you know how you move. But moms anything my mom's needs, she good, you know. what I'm saying my she mom don't is want set you up to with waste money. yeah. My mom's a set up like that, like she don't want it. Like you know, my mom's. I, I, I used to live in 1250. I still live in 1250 Grand Concourse in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. where my mom's live. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Concourse. Shout out to the BX. You know, shout day. out to the Bronx. You already know. So what? I've been, you know, I've been there since I was little, and what? I want to, I want her to leave. Like, yo, we should go. Like, that, nah, she like, yo, I'm working hard. <laughs> I gotta get this retirement money. That I gotta do my, that yeah, I gotta get my pension. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I follow her lead. Like, alright, that's what you want to do. But when you ready, let me know. So uh, on my end, I just gotta be ready when she ready. You know what I'm saying? But as far as whatever she need, it's whatever she need. You know what I mean? Whatever you want, type shit. But it's a blessing. You know, like. That's what we do this shit for. That's what we work hard for. Like, take care of our family, look out for the people we love. And it's a sacrifice, too. Being overseas, that shit is... Yeah, actually... Uh, be your family. Was, James, no, you be your yeah, yeah, family for life. I don't want to... That nigga James lonely, boy. You could be bro. killing, you could do whatever, but... You be thinking, like, damn. Like, you see people getting older, people, you know what I mean, passing away. Like, it's different. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry uh, to cut you off real quick. Because the last shit that you just said... Uh, People getting older, and you know, and you know, there's some people you know that died. That those moments that you miss. Oh, uh, when I was in Florida with Sos, that's like one of the things uh, we spoke about. Cause I'm like, that fuck this nine to five shit, whatever, whatever. And Sos was like, yeah, I totally understand. But the times that I'm away overseas, I'm missing those those moments with the people I care about. Like my mm-hmm. mother's getting old. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that. You feel mm-hmm. me, nigga? Your birthday keep passing, nigga. I'm not there. You know, Everybody's there's certain dead. moments that. Yeah, we grinding, you know. Yeah, we ain't working on the five. Yeah, we both. Yeah, we hooping, but 
it's a lot of, you know, sacrifice that goes into it. You know, I actually got a chance to live with mm. James um, when he went out there in Spain the first time. And that shit was different, you know. There was mm. times where it was just me and James just looking at each other, my mm. nigga, for mm. hours. Mm. Just looking at each other, bro. No I music, went, my nigga. I went like, there for two yeah, weeks yeah, and... Yeah, nigga yeah. like this. There was no weed, B. Yeah. I was fucking it's sick. A, it become yeah, like... That's depressing. It become yeah, like a... Shit, it become like a, know, it's a, a everyday routine, routine my nigga. You go to practice, come home, and it's the same shit. Nigga, James you go cook dinner tonight, you go go get something to eat at a restaurant, or... James had me and that's the, it. James was making the cold-ass pasta, my nigga. Like, yeah, I, I know the nigga was cooking. Pasta meat. You got nothing to do. Every day with the pasta meat. Every fucking day. I need some lobster. I need some octopus. I need something, my nigga. Yeah, I love octopus. Yo, James, that octopus in Spain is the real deal. Even the holy deal. I hate that shit. Yo, cause they put that little thing on the top of the octopus, my man, in Spain, and that shit be just like tasty, racy. You already know I'm coming. Well, bouncing off what Gabby said, you know, you're playing overseas. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, each country that you go to, is it kind of like a, a, a cultural shop? You know, like, is it different? Like, I was just asking man. James about Serbia and stuff like that. So he's like, for sure. Is it man, different? You know, you sure. coming from the Grand Concourse, you know, Rice yeah. High School. Shout out to the BX. You BX, know, you already BX, know. You know, unfortunately. But yo, yeah. uh, for sure, man. I mean, I played four years in Israel out of the seven years I played. Other t- other teams. How was, I... How was Israel? Oh, it's lit. Y'all gotta pull up just to pull up. Tel Aviv, Israel. Shout out to Tel Aviv, yo. Tel Aviv. You gotta pull up just to pull up, bro. You been nice like that? Woo, it's beaches. James, you, you been to Israel? The woman. I mean, mm. shit. You single right now? Club life, everything is crazy. We gonna take that in a little note, like you know what I'm saying. We'll keep down low, yeah. but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we gonna delete that out the show. My bad. When he asked him, yo, we all got somebody. That's all I'm gonna say. But you got yo, abortion clinics out there. Yes. Wow, that's a yeah. They definitely do. It's Americanized out there. You got good food, good women, oh, yeah, good yeah. beaches, good drinks, good How's life. How's the weather? Because the weather's beautiful. <laughs> it's like sunny, nice. It's like Miami weather. It's like Miami for real. Yeah, Israel's Tel Aviv. Israel's lit. Club how, life lit. How was it? Uh, when in, I know since you you spent four years in Israel. Yeah. I think it was your second year you won the chip, right? It's my, my first year. Yeah, my first year. How was that? Chip. It was beautiful, man. I almost cried in that bitch. That shit just you know when the chip is like. You dream of shit like that, like bringing a team a, cl- uh, a chip and That's all that. You know what I mean? My son back to be like, I'm my man, man shout to James Dean <laughs> for that chip, man. He hired that shit, Liddy, though. Back to back, but bro. the biggest, yeah, the, the, but James will tell you the one of the best shit for real, though, that bonus, my nigga, that bonus. <laughs> <laughs> When it hit, like, like, like you be, be, be playing for an extra month and a half, like, oh, I want to go home. But then when you win and that bonus hit, you when like, it's like, yeah, that's oh, an extra little couple oh. cash. Yeah. So, yeah, it was lit, though, man. It was a blessing doing that. But um, everywhere I played was lit. I mean, everywhere I played was a blessing. Was, you able, was you able, like, to get something, like, y'all got to chill out, though. I want to say, was you able to get any something, like, anything, like, cultural from it? Like, kind of, like, take a little Well, being overseas, you know? period, the main thing I got from overseas is the peace. You know what I'm saying? Being peaceful. I'm from, like... I'm from, from like, hostile environments, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, you hear niggas yelling, cursing somebody out, gunshots, you know what I'm saying? That's where I'm from. So, 
to be around atmospheres with three o'clock in the morning, it's, it's pure quiet. You walk outside, it's like mad quiet, you know. It's crazy, you know. It's it's it's, it's 12 year olds that be over there sometimes walking outside at 11 o'clock at night. It ain't because, you know, they, their parents ain't disciplined, it's because you could trust, you know, the, the environment, you know what I mean? I'm not from that, like. Good parents, you know, at 10, 11 o'clock, they're like, oh, come upstairs, like, they worried about you. And that's funny you say that because some of these places you're talking about, they want, they would think those are hostile environments. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. All right, exactly. one one thing. It's a fact, Shaq. And uh, with our guest, Kurt Kelly. So, go ahead, Jennings. So, Curtis Kelly, number one big man in the country, mm-hmm. pause. You make the decision to leave UConn and go to Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, from an analytics perspective, that works better for you. Mm-hmm. You finish your college career on great standing. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're filming this specific episode. What's today's date? The twenty, the twenty-first. Today's Thursday, the twenty-first, and tonight is the night of the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. What was your draft process like? It was a whole bunch of working out, and um, it was a lot of uh, talking to people, you know, um, a lot of decision-making as far as my agent and shit mm-hmm. like that. Who did you end up signing with? I, I ended up going with, at first, I was I fucked with, um, I, forgot this, I forgot this dude's name. but it, That it means was, he didn't make an impact. He was, he was tough. He was good. But he was under an umbrella of a, a, a big... Um, a bigger uh, yeah, entity. Impact, basically. I think. Okay. Was it Impact? Nah, it was something else. He was under a big agency or whatever. And I was going to sign with him, but the reason why I didn't sign with him was because um, he had a lot of different clients he was looking at. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be under someone that was... Uh, had a lot of people. Yeah, had a lot of people under his belt, you know, at the time. So, you know, I wound up going with Nick Losos. He's like a big-time... Uh, overseas agent. He got like million dollar plays overseas and shit like that. And the reason why I signed with him was because during the time um, I was coming out, it was the NBA lockout. Okay. So, um, basically, the NBA wasn't having, they didn't have extensive um, summer league. They didn't mm-hmm. have um, no training camps. The, yes, none of the camps. No workouts the, in, in the, the fall. None of that shit. They have none of it. They only had um basically the workouts before summer league okay and they didn't even have a summer league so um i signed with him basically because i wanted to go somewhere good for my first year and then see if i can get back in the league that was the plan at first okay um, um james uh <clears throat> i want you to the the to shimmy on this uh on this question and back before Oh, you want to get on camera? Yeah, you gotta get on. You yeah, gotta get on camera. Yeah. Gotta get on camera. But this is not his show. show. This is not the James yeah. episode at all. He got green eyes. So he just wanna, you know, you me. So about but, Kirk Cows. But I wanted to ask you, what was uh, what was your your mental when uh, when you signed that contract and you're like, all right, I'm about to go to a different country. I might not know the language. Like, what was your mental? You know. Going into that, and James, I'm gonna ask you the, the same thing because, you know, you was in the Heights, went to school, you know, in Hayes in the Bronx. You never really mm-hmm. stepped out of, you know, New York, you know. So like, once Kels uh, answered this question, I want you to answer it to get your opinion on like your mind frame, like like mentally, like like what was you thinking, like what was going through your mind? What did like, you What did your mom tell you? Yeah, like, you know, like different how, how things. You felt, you know? I mean, so, at first it was nervous. I was nervous, and the, and the main thing for me was this is before this is like in my like 
the highest height of me being excited, you know what I'm saying? Like being happy to sign somewhere, being happy to go somewhere. So I wasn't even thinking about the time, like, oh, I'm gonna be spent away from my family for nine months, I'm gonna be out here doing this. I wasn't even thinking about that at the time. You saw dollars. Think about the I saw, money. I saw dollars and I saw like, yo, it's, it's an opportunity, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it was excitement. Um, and then when I was about to leave, of course, I was a little sad. I'm about to leave the country, but um, you know, it's a culture shock when you get over there, for sure. Uh, James, shout me out. <laughs> nah, I mean it, it was different. You know, it was. I went to Spain my first two years, and you had people was, visit you too. I, was, I left. I was so used to you know living with my mother and my brother. You know, I had a lot of people around me, always being with people, going to school with Gabi every single day. You know, and then I didn't realize when I first got there. Of course, I was gonna have American teammates, but you dolo most of the time. Like, they got families, they not rookies, they come out with people. And I went out there dolo for the first three months. So I was, like, nervous, and I didn't know what to expect, bro. Like, it was just a shock. And I was there, like, and uh, it hit me sometimes, like, yeah, do I want to keep on doing this? Because, you know, my first two years, I mean, real talk, I wasn't making that much. You know, I was kind of, I came from a small school. I wasn't, like, Kurt, no hockey rank. Where'd you go to school? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, mm -hmm. okay. Connecticut which is a small school, but I let the league in scoring, I let the team in scoring. So I had opportunities and, you know, it was just, it's different basketball over there too mm -hmm. at, that, at that. And they wanted me to score, but it wasn't like, yo, give you the ball and just play. So mm -hmm. I had to learn the system. The only good thing was, you know, I speak a little bit Spanish and mm, in Spain. They, it helped me a lot. Definitely a little bit of Spanish. Uh, and then, just a little bit. And Super then, little you know, bit. And then Kev, hey now, he came up, you know, I, I convinced him to come stay with me after he graduated for three months so he could experience it. Because if I was experiencing it myself, I wanted my family, my friends to experience it. My brother came to visit me. My mother, Gabby, came for two weeks. For, that was his graduation gift. Uh, when he graduated college, and that was another big thing. Shout out to that. So it was, you know, it was, it was. It was, it was That's big. I'm happy. I'm happy that I did it. I was at first. I was nervous. I was like, "Yo, I don't know if I can do this for shit." I'm, I'm eight years in. I was like, "I ain't gonna survive eight years. No way." Now I'm just like, "Now you shit." When I, when I'm going back, like now I'm used to it. It's like. Even you, Kev, you went out there. You, 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 you yeah. was doing your thing. Like, he want, a little bit. He wants to saying? go back. Like yeah, every country I go to, he wants to go back. Because it's right. just it, it goes back to what uh, Curtis was talking about with it being you know, it's slow. You see things differently. You can actually think. You feel me? People are more in a sense a little bit more respectful. You know, mm -hmm. you, go, they don't go, have that aggression. And you know? to go off that, I know how you are, Kev. Like you are a thinker and you want to be alone and you want to analyze a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And over there, that's perfect for Kevin. Bro, that's perfect for anybody that's like going through something. Living or, the life. You know, in New York, you live the fast life. Over mm -hmm. there, shit is not fast at all. And listen, Kev loved it. For me, it wasn't the same experience. <laughs> no, no, that is nah, it's, the, it's facts. It wasn't, for me, it was not the same experience. I have fun, don't get it twisted, because I have fun no matter where I go. But it just was, I'm so used to the city, I'm so used to going to the clubs, I'm so used to turning up, I'm so used to the noise at three in the morning, yeah. and over there, everything is quiet after a certain time, it's just all different, so for me, it, I'm turn up. Yeah. My, thing, my thing is, is like, Kirk can say this, like, right now, off the top of my head, I only can name three players from our class, because we came out the same class in high school, 
that's still playing overseas. That's crazy. And we all best, like we all mad cool, all best friends. Mm. And two of us is here. Mm. So you think about that. And, like, and, 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 and going back, and you got, was, niggas was nice. And you got to think about, Kerr was top 10 in the country. Mm. I wasn't even top 50 in New York you City. Mm-hmm. And niggas was in front of me. Hating. Play no more. It's a lot of hate was but going that's, on that's in high school. We're going to get into it. Oh, love. You know? That shit crazy. You know, we got right another there, show. Yeah. It's my man, Kurt. It's my nigga. We still over here getting this guac. Brotherly. Stop over there trying to show your eyes. You know, like, see, like, stories like that be stories like that be crazy to me, bro. It's true. Like, niggas that come from, like, not being ranked, not being, like, top this, not being top that. And they go overseas and just bag out. You know what I'm saying? That's because people to think me, that's wild. Niggas think that shit is easy over there, right? Yo, nah, it not. take a certain like persistence, bro. Like mentally, in order to be successful over there, and sometimes to come from where James came from. Sometimes your checks ain't coming on time, nigga. Sometimes, and then they still want you to perform. Like they mm. still be putting pressure on you to perform and do well. Even overseas, you. overseas is, is not for bro. me. I, I be for telling young kids all the time, like, it's crazy. You know, oh yeah, yeah. To speak to the youth, it's, man. It's it's this what it's this a is about. dirty business for one, and then the second that you're away from your family, so you are dealing with that shit by yourself. You got your agent to help and all that, but when you are dealing with different personalities of people, that's you not you not in their home, like you not you not like they're not from where you from, like you in their home. You know what I'm saying? They have a certain power over you, automatic. You know what mm. I'm saying? And a lot of teams, a lot of people. That's we'll why take they advantage make it. of that. That's why it's a blessing to find a team that's like gonna look out for you, gonna treat you res- respectful, pay you on time. You know what I mean? Like, Are there teams the like mix. that? Yeah, there's teams out there like that. Have I'm, you ever played for a team? For Have you ever played for a team? Yeah, I played for a couple. I played for Po Tel Aviv. Shout out to Po Tel Aviv. They were paying yeah, me. Yeah, Tel Tel Aviv. You know what I'm saying? Milikshot Turkey. Milkshot University. They paid me all my bread, and they like looked out for me, my bonuses and all that. So it's just certain clubs that you play for that's gonna look out for you. And it's but then you countries. meet some clubs that's gonna be like, fuck, like, yo, yo, I pay you next week, my nigga. Like next week come, you like, yo, yo, listen, I'm not coming to practice if you if you're not gonna pay me. Like, no, don't do that. Come to practice, and your agent even tell you like, nah, don't fuck up your money. You don't come to practice, they going they could like they could like void the contract. Like it's dirty, man. It's a dirty oh. business. How did you feel when, uh, let's say you was playing, you know, you got cool with a player, you know, with your teammate, and then uh, the nigga gets sent home? Because when I was with James, mm. I actually got cool, you know, with some with some players, and then I asked James, like, hey, what's such and such? He's like, they let him go. So mm-hmm. how was, like, how did you kind of, like, adapt to that? Did you feel, like, some kind of pressure, like, you always had to perform, or? Well, um, it depends on where you are. You're going to be comfortable, you know, where you are. I mean, I'm sure for James, like, for example, when he went to his new team, he wasn't as comfortable as he was with his last team. You're a new country, new new management, new everything. But if you go, like, you probably sign for, like, like two, like, same team, play there for, like, two years, right? You play, how long you play for the team you play for in Spain? Oh, Spain, two years. Yeah, two years in Pinacos, and then two before years. you play another two years with a yeah, team, right? Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Okay, second year, you probably comfortable. Help you play better, help you focus more, all that. But it's tough, man. You know, it's a cup. It's a business. You know what I'm saying? And not, not more than that. Like, it's nothing like the NBA, nigga. We ain't all the NBA type shit is out the door. We ain't playing by NBA rules. We playing by some whole other rules. Like whatever, say, whatever they say, it goes, goes out there. You know what I'm saying? And 
they'll figure out a way to, if they want to fuck you, they figure out a way. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is out there. But it's, it's some good sides, it's and, some blessings. You and know if you want to sue, it's not even worth it because you probably end up wasting more money. You pay 15000 to sue. You got to pay 15000 for the lawyer and agent and all that to so, sue. It, but you get paid in euros. It depends on where you are, not all the okay, time. All like some it depends on if if the place you are has euros, then it's gonna be euros. Like when I was in France, they play with euros. When okay. I was in Italy, they play with euros. That's what they do. It's certain it's certain countries that got their own money though. Like Israel got got shekels. They got their own bread. Do most overseas um, clubs pay your room and board or? Every one of them I've been to. Uh, okay, everyone I've that, been to. That's an automatic. Overseas. And they give you some. Mo- only maybe like two teams that didn't give me a car. Like every other team out of the seven years I played gave me a car. Shout out, that. shout out to James. Nigga got his license at twenty eight. And that nigga try mad happy because he know he gonna drive it most of the time. <laughs> I, I have an interesting question for you. <laughs> he don't like that. Trump didn't like that. Trump. It's <laughs> true though, nigga. Oh, All like the nine uh, months, tra- nigga. Yeah. Who else gonna drive the car? I got my own. And she talked to him. Trump. I got my own. Yo, 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 my, my parents, I got one from the West Indies. My father family's from West Indies. My mother family is a little bit more just naturally American. But, um, yeah, you know, you need a passport for that to play for, like, a, a country's uh, national team. Either that or it's some, it's sometimes they work some shit out for you. You know okay. what I'm saying? Money talk, game talk. If they like you, they'll fuck around. Like, it's a dude that playing in Turkey right now. Um, his name, his last name is Ali, actually. He changed his name to Ali. Um, what son I play for? Um, Finabachi. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, his name is Muhammad. Dixon. Bobby Dixon. Bobby Dixon, but his name Muhammad Ali. Like he played in, in Turkey yeah. for a couple years, won a chip in Turkey and all that. Somehow, some way, they got it together where they got him a passport. Now he played for the national team. Now, do you have Scotty dual? Uh, do it now. Huh? Scotty Wilberton does it now. Really? He's he in Turkish passport. Do you have See, dual? That, upship, that takes do, your bands to another level. Do you have a? <laughs> I know you played overseas for a while. Do you have dual citizenship with uh? Nah, I wish. If I had dual citizenship, it, I'd be. Listen, if I do citizenship. Had dual citizenship I'll be Euro He does. Nigga, DR. Yeah, but, he has dual citizenship. That's one of the reasons why countries, he's litty. Like he killed in Spain <laughs> with his dual citizenship and moved right up to the took him right up top. Like, cause you could sound like your team could sound like what five Americans. Maybe hey, good. And yeah. then you got like what three dual citizens or something like that. All right, but fuck James. Shit ain't about James. Yeah, that's a fact. But um, quickly though, while we on the topic, crazy story just to knock, just to knock it, knock out. You know what I mean? Like get y'all thinking a little bit. I had a team last year that I played for. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there because they ain't probably gonna hear this shit. They do fuck them. But I had a team last year that I played for, and they did some grimy shit where I had a contract under them. I had two months left to, for them to pay me. That's under my contract. It flowed into the summer, so I get paid May. I got I got paid in May. They they supposed to pay me June and July. Right. So I had a, the deal in the Philippines. 
to the Philippines with some some bands. I left France. I told him I was leaving and everything. I left France and I I actually missed like a lot. You know, I had to like a little party at the end. You know, yeah. what I'm saying for teams and shit like that. I missed that. I flew to Philippines. I flew to Israel. Stayed there for a week. When I flew to Philippines, in order for me to play in Philippines, it's a it's un, under FIBA. The team that I play for in France has to sign over. You know that I'm right. done with your yeah, contract right. Right. and my rights and ship it over to Philippines so we be good so I can play. What they did was was they was like they hit my agent like yo we're gonna find him for not um, coming to that last little party or whatever like that. So basically um, they find me for that. Then how they did me grimy was they wasn't gonna they wasn't gonna let me they was gonna, they was gonna hold my FIBA rights. Until I agreed on the amount that they was gonna they was gonna take away from me, bro. That's how dirty they get over there. That's not like That's dirty crazy. shit. So, so you wasn't so getting so that had, chicken until you had, told them how much they could say take. I had twenty four bands left on the table. Say I had twenty four bands left on the table. That's not the exact amount, but it's around there. Say I had twenty four bands left on the table. That's like thirteen, fourteen a month, twelve a month that I had on the table left. They decided to say, you know what, let's cut that in half. We only gonna pay you ten bands. So you you That's lose you lose fourteen bands. Like it takes away from you. You can't do nothing. You can't fight it. You can't do nothing. What team is this? This is <laughs> this is my last team. It did some shit like hey, that. It out. So we'll I had the the only way for me to go get right and get the money that I had in the Philippines was to take the the damage they was gonna give me for my contract before. James no shit dirty. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing was, blessing of God, James, James they paid me James, all the come, money come back. to in Philippines. No? no okay, not yet. not yet. Not yet. Okay. You no. know what I'm saying? It get it get real grimy. Like That's why you're here. Like, it get, it get dirty where they, 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 they tell your crib, they look at your crib and your car, and they say, when you leave, you you I cleaned the whole crib. I, I, I washed the whole car. They tell you, like, yo, you got damage to this, this, that, and third. They take away 1,000 euros, 2,000 euros. Nigga, that add up. That's 2,500. That's not like, for us, that's not like 2,500. That's a lot. I can, get my mom, I can take my mom, yo, let's go shopping. Let's blow it off. They just take that. Give me that. Give me that 2,500. Like, that's how dirty, you know what I mean? And it been worse shit. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had teens do worse shit. Like, that's, that make me look at them like, and when I'm there, they smile on your face. They tell you, yo, I Everything love you. Um, keep working hard. And that yo, I'm going to take dude. care of you. All that. And then when, it, when you leave heart. that shit, or when you're about to leave, and, and your job is done, like, they start fuck. doing grimy. Yeah, it's all about business. It's all about money. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to do whatever they need to like. Save it's just, dollar, it's just using you for that, yeah, for that time being. You know? That's a so, fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for example, he's blessed enough to like, he played for championship team, so they ain't taking, they ain't doing nothing to him. You know what I'm saying? They, they, he may come over here and say they violated him, violated him before, but his teams that he played for, they winning chips, so they gonna give you a bonus, they gonna give you all your bread. You know what I'm saying? But some teams I play for ain't make it to the chip, or they ain't even make it to playoffs, so they like, what was it trying I, to pay like, up? yeah, they, they oh, it's not they're trying to pay up, they're just trying to find ways to take, like, take finesse some bread out of you. They'll mm. do, they'll, they'll find a way, bro. And it's for me with big business like that, it's petty money, but they don't look at it like that. They look at it like it all add up. If I take two bands from this player for this, this player for this, it should add up to ten bands. If I take from five niggas, Facts. you know what I'm saying? So I just say that just to say how dirty, you know what I mean? Niggas think that overseas shit is like all like peachy and, and glory, like oh he played ball overseas, like nah, niggas is grinding. Like niggas have two of their practices. Niggas gotta get up in the morning, two work of out. Days. Coming in, coming in the afternoon, work out. You fuck around, have some crazy coach. 
it get real turned. The nigga fuck around and run you for, you know what I mean, both practices, like, get it in. Your real friends understand that, but the people that don't know you, they don't know what the fuck is going on. If they ain't never went to visit you, they don't know what be going on. Listen, when I went to Spain, shout out to my man, that nigga left me in the club, I ain't no nobody. I don't even yo, want to listen. blow him up. I just no, no, had to. Wait, 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 the crazy thing is, James <laughs> always leaves some. I, yo, I was left there. Yo, a few times. yo, your I man had to walk back in the fog. My, my nigga, nigga, I had to ask. I had to ask like four his in the shorts. Fog, eh? Like yo, how I got four of them? Four of them? Four, 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 four of his girls. Nigga, James probably know. I was like seven years ago though. Mad players used to be night. One day, y'all need to have y'all need to have a dedication show to all the players y'all will rank. As the, the like top ten like players that no one ever would know, like, I need to have a dedication to that. <laughs> but, like, but listen, that's one like, of the you reasons. Because there's so many players baby. in New York that's step, like ten steps ahead. that niggas don't. James is so work like a lot mm. of people just see him like if they go out, you know, and they chilling. You feel me? But a lot of people don't see like the back of it, you know, mm-hmm. the the hard work. You feel me? Like I was in Florida. Souls just got back Tuesday. Wednesday he was in the gym. You know, mm-hmm. people people don't see that, you feel me? And that's one of the things that's that's why I'm glad you came over because mm-hmm. you was number one in New York City, you know, it's top ten in the country and like people don't understand that you gotta like you gotta grind for that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's more than just recording something on Instagram and and uh, um, having like the latest sneakers. Like you really mm-hmm. gotta like wake up and like put in work. So like mm-hmm. what do you have to tell more like like the youth that's coming up and and they want to, you know, kind of make it in this, in this basketball world, you know? Like, what do they got to, like, prepare themselves for? First of all, I'll just tell them, you know, fall in love with the process. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a process to, to everything. It's going to be a progress to everything. You got to be persistent. You got to be focused throughout the whole shit. You know what I mean? It's a lot of players I met that was nice, but when you um, mess with their ego or when you mess with their insecurities, they, they, don't, wanna, they don't have the same love for the game. And another thing I would tell players, you know, um, don't get gassed. Um, you know, work hard and focus hard, but don't get gassed by the, the hype and what people say you are. Rankings. You be and all. Yeah, all that shit don't even matter. You know, I know a lot of players personally, you know, that grew up and wasn't rank high, wasn't didn't go to All-American camps, and they wound up making a large living from it. I know a lot of players that was that and, and fell down Is to be one nothing. Is that one James Felton, <laughs> shout out to my boy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even Kimba, you know what I'm saying? Kimba, he McDonald's American, so people think that, like, but nah, we talking about a kid who wasn't even top 10 when he was in his sophomore year coming well, in. I remember when know? y'all played, the crazy part is, I remember when y'all played at St. Ray's, I mm-hmm. was there. You guys were seniors. Kimba was a, I think it was a freshman. We sophomore. Mm-hmm. Freshman, mm-hmm. freshman or sophomore. Mm-hmm. But all he was doing was really, like, playing, like, defense. Defense, yeah. You feel me? Work he wasn't hard. really, like, like you could tell, like he still hasn't hit that that stride, and then junior year high school, he just. Well, I know, think took I over. think it's a blessing to to that they 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 came across Sos, you know what I mean, Momo Jones and Kimber, you know oh, they came shit. across Joe. Duran too was under us. Duran Scott, Scott, Momo fuck with him. Momo, Momo and Duran seen Edgar, and if you watch Edgar and you watch how hard he work, you know what I'm saying and. You know, I remember Edgar was skinny. He talked about how skinny he was. You too skinny, you know, you too light. You know what I'm saying? He came in one summer, nigga, shout out to Sos. Came, got the creatine, started pumping some weights. The nigga came back like stocky. We like, yo, what kind of drugs? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? 
Like, crazy part, I definitely remember that You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that that's due to the hard work. You know what I mean? And and Kimber watching that, that's that laid the foundation. That that told him that I right, if I want to be on this level, I want to be this type of player. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Then when you mix his talent and what he does with a basketball, you know what I'm saying? That's why he surpassed what he was supposed to. And then it's all about confidence also, you know what I mean? At the time, he gained so much confidence from winning and doing what he had to do at UConn. He had an amazing year and got drafted. But, you know, it's all about persistence, you know what I'm saying? If you really want this shit, you got to get it. You know what I mean? You got to work hard on your craft. You got to work hard on your weaknesses. You got to focus in it. It's not, it's not easy, like... You know, it's a lot of distractions with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Especially these days. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all grew up, you know what I mean? Just imagine what y'all was dealing with with the girls and trying to get girls and trying to be a teenager. Imagine that mixed with trying to be a top player and, you know what I mean, motivate yourself. I understand. To, and, now I understand. Got, and now you got, wish, and now you got social media. And, and this is, a, this yeah. is before wish, social media. I wish. Yeah, yeah. Point. I yeah, wish I would have thought like that back in the day because y'all all know me. Y'all know... A coach disrespect me, I'm gonna disrespect them right back. Mm. And right now, I regret doing all that. Because I could have at least gone to like a D3. I could have gone to a D2. I wasn't yeah. D1. Yeah, I, I yeah, keep yeah. it at honey. least you know your caliber. Nigga, that's what I, we listen, do. We I wasn't D1. Know. We know the caliber. But I could have done D2. I could have done D3. You better sure D3. What? You better you better than Will. I would have bust Will's ass. You, you, you dog <laughs> Will. I would have dog Will. Will don't play no basketball. Will put your ass in the post. That nigga right now he will. I'm washed up right now. But listen, what I'm trying to say is switching the toilet paper. But go home. All right. What I'm trying to say is that <laughs> sometimes it's okay to listen to your coaches. Like, mm-hmm. is I me? I wasn't the type to listen to no coaches. Nah, if I, if I felt a coach disrespected me, my man was on my team for second grade. Mm-hmm. In second grade, I didn't make the team. I cried, and my man said, "I'm not playing if you don't make the team." Mm-hmm. I made the team because my man said he wasn't playing. <laughs> so, is that when you became the muscle? Once you saw James look out for you, then you was like, yo, I'm going to take care of James. I always been the fucking muscle for my man James because okay. I never wanted James to get in trouble. <laughs> I never wanted, I wanted, I didn't want him to have to do nothing but play basketball. Next show, next show. All I wanted to yeah, do was that. that. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is, to the young niggas, listen to, to, to some... Young, man, all you, young, all you young boys, man, stay persistent. Even young shorty, stay persistent. And stay don't focused. listen to everything you listen to because you know everything ain't shit, true. You kill a couple times, you on, you on top of the moon. Top of the moon. Like, you jelly a nigga, you on top of the moon. So imagine if you stay persistent and work hard on your craft. Imagine if we had social focused. media, though, and back That's in what I'm saying. time. Yo, I, didn't just, I just, like, two years ago started to really... Be like a part of social media wave. Like I just started. Shit and all that. I was scared. I, I just started right now. Yeah, with the podcast got me yeah. out my out my element. You feel me? Because we got social media. It been it's different. Like, a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. <laughs> that nigga Kurt would have been in trouble. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, my man got in trouble with us. So, so listen, man. Yeah, I got some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like boosting me because I done threw it on a nigga, posted yeah. that shit, and no, a lot of my shit going through the rock. Though. You know what I'm saying? Of course, man. Great. Yeah, it'll been viral. So man. listen, like, man. Uh huh. It's the Hey Now podcast conversation with a bunch of nobody. Curtis Kelly, episode 10. Curtis Kelly. Appreciate it. James Feldine, Dave Trotman, Ant Warner, Drew. Fame NYC. 
Shout out to my cameraman. Cause without shout him. out to my man O. He got the sweats on today. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. gonna violate him today. He got the sweats and some J's. You feel my guy. But it's alright, and we about to joke on James Ashy as leg. Pop Hater 420. Yeah. Big baby. Huh. Huh. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Yeah. I've been having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. And you can tell them what's the topic. They gon' talk about it. Yeah. And they hit from every angle. Swings just like Honda. My team steady winning. We no championships. You like Wesley Johnson when I handle a shit. My chain's on in the dark. It look like candles is lit. I make all the plays. I do not ride the bench. My efficiencies, 100%. I get paid to talk to Jazz. I'm worth for Donovan Mitch. <laughs> you see all this fashion like Odell with the kicks. Dance moves a Broner. Hit like Bronze Bomber. <laughs> Dame Miller, don't want to switch up the click. And I must protect this house like Curry is at his crib. <laughs> Big baby buzzing like Kimber Walker. Shorty had a jump man's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Yeah. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. My I dog. said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Yeah. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. My dogs. 